This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 4, Episode 3, Into the Woods. All right. And let's start it off with some announcements. First thing, um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Twitter user at uh, Troidal Power. Um, not only did uh, Troidal send us a question via Twitter for the end of uh, series three. Um, He also has uh, taken it upon himself to start uh, doodling artwork of all of the teams in the Atroposian circuit that aren't team Jollypot. It's our first fan art guys. Yay! (laughs) Um, You can go to our website uh, right now and uh, check it out on the gallery. That's uh, we've gotten his permission to put it in the gallery. Um, uh, As of this recording, he has posted both uh, team cups and team cornfoot with more to come. He says, Uh, so thank you again at troidal power. Uh, This, this is awesome. I, I love it. And you can also go and find links to his other stuff from his Twitter feed. And while you're on Twitter, you could always just go ahead and follow us <laughs> on Twitter. Plug, plug, plug at uh, Essential NPCs. And in addition to our Twitter, we also have uh, a Facebook page and Instagram. Um, as time goes on, we've got more and more stuff on there. Uh, it's the place where you can find all of our artwork and um, announcements about what's going on with us. And if you tweet or message us on any of those forums, we'll get back to you uh, because we love interacting with you guys. So make sure you send us stuff because we will we will reply for sure. Um, and uh, the other way to uh, get in touch with us is uh, by becoming a Patreon supporter. It allows us to create more episodes and content for you. Um, I know that we've had people ask about uh, putting more stuff up on YouTube, and that is totally up to what resources we have at our disposal. And they get a lot of awesome perks. Um, One of those is the chance to play with us in a home game via a raffle drawing. And next week, we're going to announce uh, which one of our Patreon supporters has won. Um, So... You guys can look forward to that. And if you want to get in on the next raffle, uh, go to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash essential NPCs and support us. Um, And that's all. I swear. No more plugging for money. Um, (laughs) Uh, And I think that's actually all we have for announcements, too. Yep. That's why we're moving right on in towards the GM. Hello. Hello, GM. Hello. This is Words with the GM about Series 4, Episode 2, The High Road. This was also the episode that was our uh, first foray into Tefra's combat. Um, which, uh, which really just like opens up an opportunity for us to talk about like the anatomy of a character sheet in Tefra. Uh, and, uh, basically uh, all characters have, uh, attributes like you would normally have in, uh, in any RPG. They're just, you know, with special names. Uh, so there's like, you know, 
cunning, uh, dexterity. Brute. Science and spirit. Yeah. And uh, all of those attributes start at zero. Um, And then what you have is you have a bunch of skills linked to each attribute. Uh, For instance, dexterity has skills like ace, which is all about flying, and marksmanship, which is all about shooting and swashbuckling, which is about close combat. Which is the best one. (laughs) Um, And uh, But the interesting thing about the skills in Tefra is you, you don't actually roll them that often. Often, uh, more often than not, when a GM calls for a role, it will be a straight attribute role, um, and your attribute is uh, zero until you have points and skills that fall in it. So, uh, if you put a few points into marksman and a couple points into ace and like one point into swashbuckling, uh, you're going to have a pretty good dexterity stat. Yeah, and like when we were first starting building a character, I was a little confused because um, it's sort of the opposite, like the exact opposite of D and D, where um, you know, you have, you build out your attributes and then you fill in your skills based on that. Yeah. And it's the opposite. So it's more like putting pebbles in a bucket uh, <laughs> and like dexterity and, 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 uh, a spirit and science and, and all those, those are your buckets and the points that you put in all these skills skills are your act uh, are are like the pebbles yes that's a good way of thinking of it um, and then like I said you don't actually roll your skills very often uh, because in addition to all of this uh, characters have what are called specialties um, yeah, they do and uh, specialties are like the really really interesting part about the the tefra uh, clockwork system um, and that is that um, when you when you have points in a skill uh, and you level up, you can grab a specialty in that skill if you want. Um, and uh, specialties uh, sometimes require you to roll a skill um, and sometimes don't. Uh, for example, there's uh, in marksmanship, there's a specialty called aim. And it's like before you shoot, you roll and add your uh, skill value in marksmanship. You roll a skill test to see how well you aim and then you get an accuracy bonus. Uh, but specialties carry with them uh, three bonuses to certain uh, uh, to certain stats that your character has, and this is where we kind of fall into how combat works because a lot of them are really the combat stats. Yeah, and it's like the only way you can get them. Yeah. So uh, if you want to be good at stuff that's not necessarily like marksmanship or like punching people in the face, it's really hard to get these stats. Exactly. <laughs> Almost every specialty will give you. A certain amount of hit points and the ones that are more combat related get you more hit points like almost all of the marksman's uh specialties give you one or two accuracy um and almost all of the like swashbuckling specialties uh or the like frenzy specialties which is a brute based combat thing um give you like bonuses to your strike which helps you do more damage in close combat it makes it really interesting uh it's a ton of choices uh within within choices uh when you're when you're choosing your specialties for uh for tefran it makes it makes for a very very unique character creation process it's such a simple system except for the leveling up which i find it like is very 
intensive. It's not hard. It's just you gotta really think. Yeah, about yeah. It. It's like it's like the system is very very rules light until you get to like character advancement and and creation, and then it's very very crunchy. Uh, and and that like makes it for like a, a, an interest. That's I think what makes it really satisfying when you're playing it at the table because you like you've you've done your your homework. You've you've figured out how you're gonna play your character and what your character has, and then from there on out, like the the application of it is super simple. Like for instance, in, in combat when, uh, you know, it's just like, all right, you're shooting, you're shooting a gun or you're attacking someone. You're making any sort of offensive action towards someone. You roll accuracy and they roll evade. <laughs> uh, and, and when you, uh, when you hit somebody, they also roll defense, uh, which is another stat you can get from certain, uh, certain specialties. Um, and so you can make a very tanky character who can like soak up a lot of damage by rolling a really high defense test. So even though they get hit, they don't lose many hit points. Uh, and it really just boils down to, uh, your hit points are kind of like a video game, like Halo, uh, the shield, you know, that like depletes pretty quickly. And then if you get a breather, regenerates right back up. Uh, and wounds are like long lasting actual like damage to your character that like will take time to heal. Or won't heal at all. Correct. If you get, if it gets far enough. That's so scary. Um, <laughs> and so it, uh, what it comes down to is uh, your character gets a bunch of hit points from the specialties they pick. Uh, and then uh, as they take damage, uh, you know, their hit points go down, their hit points go down. And if they ever reach zero hit points, then when they take damage, they take it in wounds. And they, uh, every time you take wounds, there's like a negative effect associated with it. You know, like, oh, you got shot in the hand. Now you can't use that hand or, oh, you got shot in the leg. Now you're, it's like really hard for you to move. <laughs> uh, and so, um, uh, that's why when you're listening to us, uh, play through combat, uh, you hear me saying, okay, roll accuracy, roll evade. Okay. Now roll defense. Tell me what you got. You know, you roll defense and then do, you know, look at your armor, that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, uh, that, that's kind of something I wanted to, uh, talk more about when we, uh, when we started episode one, but since there was so much history and backstory I had to get through, I figured I'd wait until we got till to combat till I really talked about how like a character like ends up coming to be in Tefra. Uh, and so, yeah. So speaking of the episode, what was your favorite part? Uh, well, uh, I'm going to try to not make this a constant trope, uh, going through this campaign. Uh, but my favorite part was seeing the way you guys interacted with a team in the middle of the Atroposian circuit. Uh, that's, a you know, just kind of like to float team cups in there and, and like that little bit of tension where it's like, well, they're useful and they're obviously skilled. She's, they're helping save us, but maybe they're doing it to save their own hide. Uh, that whole like uncertainty was very, very fun to play with as a GM. <laughs> that was, that was pretty fun. Um, but what about you? What was your favorite part as a player? I had a lot of favorite parts. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think this is the first time that we've interacted with people who weren't associated with the Atroposian circuit or our friends and family. Um, these were just real people. Uh, and it was a really great way to sort of illustrate how we are to like the normal populace. <laughs> um, so like the, the guy, the like, I don't know, the booking agent or whatever. Yeah. The one in the, uh, in yeah. the, uh, the airship tower. Yeah. Yeah. The like old guy was hilarious. I thought it was a great boiled down example of who our characters were to sort of the outside world. Um, and that's really interesting because you don't actually get that a lot. Well, yeah. I like the contrast between like, uh, starting, like the starting of all this where it's like a whole lot of pomp and circumstance and like, you 
video because everyone involved in it like really cares about it. Uh, and then, and then like the, the, like when it comes down to it, like there's a shitload of people who live in, in all these countries who like, are just like, Oh yeah, the Atroposian circuit, that's a thing. (laughs) Cause it doesn't like weigh on their life in any way whatsoever. It's like the, Tour de France. Like, yeah. oh yeah, cool. That's awesome. Oh, that's in town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think I think that's enough uh, enough uh, babbling on for us uh, before this episode starts. We've taken up enough of your time, so let's uh, go ahead and move on in to series four, episode three, Into the Woods. Enjoy. Hello, I'm Barnabas Gunsby, famous big game hunter and adventurer. I come from common birth, but I've used my skills to make a name for myself. I often go on expeditions to explore the world and its many lost secrets, to tame once wild lands and lay my eyes on wonders few have seen. I've written books of my exploits to help fund my adventures, and while the books have brought me wealth and fame many believe them to be fiction it's cast a sad shadow over my once great career but I have been selected to participate in the great Atroposian circuit where I shall prove to the world that Barnabas Gunsby is a true legend of adventure Hello, I'm Talia Nazari. It's true, I am Varishta royalty, and that's all well and good, but ruling is certainly not my true passion, but a duty I fulfil nonetheless. You see, I'm first an inventor and engineer. Self-taught, but I'm very good, a natural. And I suppose that natural talent has only been helped along by a lot of time spent in solitude. But you should see all the sorts of things I've made, mostly through trial and error. I am certainly not afraid to jump in and get my hands dirty when needed. As fate would have it, being an inventor led me straight into what I believe will be one of the most interesting times of my life. Mr. Cornelius Jollypot has asked me to join his team for that great Atroposian circuit. Can you imagine? Of course I said yes, only bolstered by the fact that one of my teammates is Mr. Barnabas Gunsby, my favourite author. We're sure to have a fantastic time and perhaps even have the chance to win. I can't wait to leave Dalvozia and see the world with my amazing and talented teammates by my side. It's all so very exciting. I'm Ezekiel Quaglin, gnome pilot extraordinaire, but my friends call me Zeke. I grew up in Paldoris before the hurricane wars. When the Aedin attacked, I joined the military to do my part in defense of my people. When it came time to return home, we realized that in winning the war, Paldoris had become an uninhabitable wasteland. The Infernal Church of Jinzi swooped in to save the day with their city-sized stormships. This spelled salvation for many of my people, and though I was never particularly religious, I was happy to accept the church's appointment as pilot of Jinzi's Hammer. I flew the city for several years, but I never really enjoyed living on that mechanical monstrosity. When the Evanglesian Civil War broke out, I quickly volunteered for the Jinzi Corps to lend aid to the militarists. Though we lost, I earned admission to the High Flyers, and after the war, used my connections there to become a commercial pilot. It's not glamorous or exciting work, and it barely pays the bills, but it let me fly the skies. 
When Jollypot offered me a spot on his Atroposian circuit team, I was happy to accept in hopes of retiring to a life of luxury. I mean, even if we don't win, at least it won't be boring. When we last left Team Jollypot, uh, they were on an airship heading from Bale to Dayan. Uh, Dayan being where the first checkpoint of the Great Atroposian Circuit is. Also the capital of the country of Dalvosia. During their travels, uh, they found that they were not the only team on this airship. Team Cups also known as the Rose Petal Sisters, uh, Josephine, Phaedra, and Rosalind, um, were also on board. And when the ship was attacked by uh, Sky Bandits, the two teams came together to defend the ship and shoot all the enemies out of the sky or otherwise send them overboard. After the danger was over, the Rose Petal Sisters took a liking to Team Jollypot, and Phaedra hung out with Barnabas uh, to keep watch for any other uh, bandits, and Josephine uh, went and cooked with Zeke, and Rosalind hung out in the main suite of the airship uh, with Talia. And when Phaedra gave Barnabas a flask of whiskey and Josephine finished cooking Zeke's burger for him and uh, both of those fine uh, adventurers realized that they had been drugged and uh, passed out. And um, Rosalind was trying to get uh, Talia to drink but couldn't. Eventually Phaedra came into uh, into the room and shot Talia with a dart of some kind which made her black out. Uh, last thing she saw was Phaedra backing up as uh, Talia's automaton uh, bodyguard, Gerald, uh, moved into action. So, uh, everyone roll brute for me. <laughs> tier two. Eleven. Eleven? I got a tier one at five. Eleven. Okay. Um, Talia and Barnabas, you two uh, wake up first at relatively the same time. Still telling my story. And that's when I climbed up the tree to get away from... Huh? Uh, you uh, realize you are, in fact, in a tree, Barnabas. Um, you are hanging upside down, wearing a parachute, which has tangled itself up in the branches of a tree. Uh, Talia, you find yourself laying on like a, a like bed of grass uh, in the middle of like a forest. Is it still dark out? It's... Sunrise now, almost mm. six in the morning, something like that. It's oh. very early. Oh cripes! <laughs> do what, do I have my things with me? Uh, you sit up, you look around, uh, you see hanging uh, in a tree nearby you, uh, Barnabas. <laughs> Mister Gunsby, are you all right? Hello. Yes. This is actually the first time something like this has happened to me. So. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, uh, on the like you realize like strapped to your back is most of your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you stand up and you look around. You see Barnabas has like his backpack and his rifle like strapped onto his back. Seems like everything was pretty much secured to you mm-hmm. uh, as you were presumably thrown overboard with a parachute. <laughs> All right. Well, have you seen Mr. Quaglin? I must be completely honest. <laughs> I, there's only so much I can see from up here. Would you like me to cut you down? 
I've got it. Just one moment. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you fall. Uh, go ahead and roll dexterity to see if you can not hurt yourself on the landing. Let's just move on and forget that ever happened. <laughs> Did you roll a one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I need you to roll uh, soak for me. Uh, eight. So tier one. So I soak and damage. You take uh, a couple. Like you get winded a bit, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it, you know, it's like a couple points to your hit points, but those regenerate quickly enough. You guys are looking around. Um, you don't actually see Zeke anywhere in particular. Um, you also don't see Gerald. That's not surprising. Um, but I both need you both. Well, I mean, you're looking around, so both of you go ahead and roll notice. Six. Fifteen. Tier two. Okay. Uh, yeah, Talia, you're looking around. Um, you're not sure where you should be looking. Uh, you're trying to get your bearings a little bit. Um, and uh, Barnabas, you're kind of standing up, brushing yourself off. Uh, and uh, you hear some noises in the forest, uh, like a like almost like a branches snapping, large I branches draw my rifle snapping. And I hide behind the tree. Tell her to get down low in some uh, brush, but motion. I suppose I. Do uh, both of you kind of uh, get in a position? Go ahead and roll sneak for me. Thirteen. Ten. Okay. Uh, you both uh, kind of get in a position. Uh, you're you're keeping an ear out, Barnabas, looking in the direction that you thought you heard noise, uh, and then um, you're you're waiting, and then you hear like some movement above you, and you look up just in time to see a giant form uh, drop from the tree, and. You jump out of the way, and uh, there's a huge elf uh, in front of you. Um, and uh, he is uh, bare-chested. Um, he's got, like, kind of a, like, tunic uh, for his, like, uh, covering up his waist. Um, he has kind of, like, strangely, like, fiery orange, yellowish hair uh, that, uh, go like, goes back down his back in a mane. Um, his skin is, like, you know dark grayish green and uh he like uh turns and like yells like right in your face he like uh he's like the biggest elf you've ever seen also his muscles are like bulging and huge uh, and he kind of like grabs the ground with these like giant hands like gra- like you know pulling up the dirt as he does and he smashes his hands on the ground and goes like like right in your face uh and i need you to roll notice for me really quick <laughs> 14 uh, you see that his tongue is cut off uh, as he's shouting at you. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, we we mean no harm. We just we were just dropped here. Not <laughs> willingly, of course. What are you doing, Talia? Hiding. <laughs> uh, I've scooted around the other side of the tree. <laughs> uh, he rushes at you, Barnabas, and tries to like shoulder charge you. Uh, all right. Uh, Zeke, you come to inside like a big bush. <laughs> that was a really good burger. <laughs> I'm not even mad. Wait, where's my stuff? <laughs> <laughs> you uh, sit up, climb your way out of this like shrubbery that you've fallen into. <laughs> uh, takes a little bit of effort and you roll out of it and you boonk, bump into something metal. And uh, you look up, and Gerald is standing there. <laughs> hey, Gerald. He doesn't respond to you. Cool. Um. Uh, but you see, uh, like, trapped onto him is like a bunch, like 
some of Talia's stuff, some of Barnabas's stuff, and a bunch of your stuff too. All right. Well, I'll grab my stuff if I can. Yeah, you 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 know you climb up him, you know you kind of like remove like the parachute from you. You remove the parachute from him, so you get like better at it, and you can grab your pack off of him, no problem. Uh, and then you hear like a, uh, like not too far from where you are. Huh. <laughs> That's foreboding. <laughs> I guess I go towards it. Okay, uh, Barnabas, uh, roll an evade for me. Hey, seventeen. So I need you to roll brute for me. Uh oh, I got a six. Okay. Um, I also need you to roll a defense test for me because you're going to take some damage here. Three. Okay. Uh, so you soak one of the four damage that you take, uh, and you get shoved back uh, a good like ten feet as this thing like shoulder charges you and like knocks the wind out of you. And he smacks his hands into the ground again and lets out another like like echoing like. And like throws like dirt at you and like is like trying to like get you away. I'm backing away, but I got my gun leveled at him. And he's like, <laughs> Zeke, you uh, you manage you come upon this scene. You see like in a clearing, Barnabas is like about ten paces away from a, a, a gigantic elf that's like uh, like shouting at him and like smacking its hands like angrily on the ground and like kicking like, and like taking chunks of like dirt and rock and like tossing it in Barnabas's general direction to like make him back up more. Um, hi. <laughs> Talia, you hear, you hear Zeke's voice. <laughs> uh, you turn Zeke is, I guess, walking into the clearing. Yeah. Uh, so it turns and goes like, and like kind of like gets down low, almost like to your level, like, uh, almost like animal like, and it's like crouch as if it's going to like pounce or something. And it looks at you like a little quizzitive, uh, quizzitively. And it looks at like Barnabas and like scurries around in a circle away from Barnabas towards you. And like is about 10 feet away from you. And it stops and it like, like kind of like puts its head out. You know, as if it's ready to run if it has to, but it's like trying to get a closer look at you. It's like leaning with its head and like looking at you, and it's like. So, do I know that elves are not feral? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wave at him. Hi. He like recoils a little bit as you raise your hand, and then like he's like, <laughs> "I'm Zeke. Is this your forest?" And he like kind of like starts like crawling up towards you on all fours, uh, using its like elongated forearms, almost like a gorilla would. And it kind of gets a little bit closer to you. It's like towering over you. I mean, this thing's like forearm is taller than you are. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, it like looks you up and down, kind of smells you a bit. And then, uh, looks over at, at like Barnabas, like with like angry, scared eyes. Do you live here? <laughs> and he had nods. Okay, now we're making progress. <laughs> um, and he like taps his chest, uh huh, and then points in a direction. You go. You live there. <laughs> and he nods again. Okay. Um, where is here? <laughs> I guess like, that's kind of abstract. He points at like trees and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you? Take us to the nearest town or point us towards the nearest town. And he looks at Barnabas again, like a little like unsure and like kind of steps back a little bit from you. You don't, you don't like Barnabas. 
You've read his books. (laughs) 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 He cocks his head to the side. Uh, What are you doing, Talia? (laughs) I have slowly started to poke my head out, considering that it hasn't tried to kill anyone yet. So, because feral elves, scary. Hear about those. (laughs) Um... So I start to poke my head out around to get a better look. Yeah, you see a huge fucking elf towering yes. over Zeke. Quite scary. Oh no, Mr. Quaglin. Um, I think I'll just maybe step out slowly from behind the tree. Okay, he sees you come around the tree. He's like, hur, hur, and he uh, scurries around to get behind uh, Zeke. Uh, so Zeke is between him and uh, t- you, Talia, and Barnabas. And he's like, hur, 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 and he like looks like side to side. We don't want to hurt you. You're safe from us, if you understand. <laughs> Uh, go ahead and roll cunning to see if you can pacify him. Um, that is a 16. Uh, he goes, and, uh, he reaches and grabs, uh, Zeke. Yeah. (laughs) And Zeke, you get, uh, picked up and shoved into a basket that's on this uh, elf's uh, back. He has like little like shoulder straps that hold like a basket and you realize there's like leg holes for this basket. It's actually like a seat, that, a gnome-sized seat on this thing's back. Yeah. Okay, this is different. And uh, it goes barreling down the forest. Wait, no. Uh, in the direction that it pointed before. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we Quick, follow that elf. <laughs> I shall pursue um, I shout over my shoulder, Gerald's over there. <laughs> it's, it's almost in the direction that you're running, but yeah, it's a little, it's a little off, like at a 45 degree angle. Yeah. No, but, uh, ooh, living person. Um, <laughs> I shall follow him. The elf? Yes. Okay. Uh, so are you guys trying to like sprint to keep up with this thing as it jumps up into the treetops, Tarzaning it? <laughs> I have my wings. Okay, uh, I'm going to need, uh, um, so you, you can definitely, if you're using your wings, Talia, uh, you definitely roll dexterity. Um, Barnabas, you could roll dexterity or brute to either power your way, like speed run, or to like swiftly navigate your way through the forest floor. <laughs> I have 10, you know, I'm just kind of old man parkour my way through. <laughs> what did you get? Uh, A 17. Uh, so yeah, you guys are having trouble fully keeping up with this thing. It's much faster than you, uh, as it goes flying much through, faster. uh, as it goes flying, jumping from uh, tree to tree. Um, and, uh, as you're flying, uh, Talia, you do, uh, see like off to your left, like between some tree lines, you do see Gerald just like standing there. Gerald, this way. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald starts running to try and keep up with you. Sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, you guys are kind of keeping up with him. Um, I need you to roll one more time to see if you can, uh, not completely lose this thing. Cause it is, uh, you're not necessarily gaining on it. Uh, you're kind of falling behind, but keeping it in your line of sight. Uh, 14, 13, it's getting further away and it finally like breaks free from like your line of sight and you can just like hear it and you hear like 
Zeke shouting or <laughs> uh, going a little more faintly. Um, and uh, uh, you do um, eventually like kind of lose the, uh, uh, the creature for a second. And uh, you're just kind of running in the direction now. Uh, Gerald is way behind you. <laughs> right. Uh, you can hear him behind you like. <laughs> um, and uh, you're sprinting, sprinting, sprinting. And for you, Talia, you're like zipping forward with your wings. And you uh, come to a stop as you uh, find yourself face to face with a large cliff edge. Um, that is, uh, like a plateau. You're at the base of a plateau. Um, so you almost like run into like a rock face. Um, and you stop and you look up and you see, uh, cresting over the top, uh, the form of this elf with Zeke on its back, climbing up and over. Oh, cripes. You hear, you hear Zeke go, wee. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. And a few seconds later, Barnabas catches up behind you. They went up that way. Then so shall we. And I start climbing. (laughs) (laughs) I'll meet you at the top. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, it's about a it's about a uh, a forty foot tall cliff face, Mm -hmm. and Barnabas starts climbing up, uh, making okay time. Uh, Barnabas, go ahead and roll either dexterity or brute to maintain your hold. Yeah, eleven. Okay. So yeah, you're you're climbing up uh, at normal pace. Uh, what do you do, Talia? I suppose I hover <laughs> next to him. <laughs> sure. As he climbs. You spread your uh, the light of your uh, aether wings, uh, like you know, wide, so that you can kind of like control your ascent uh, mm-hmm. upwards. So you're like with Barnabas. <laughs> I'm also waiting for Gerald to show, so I can tell him to stay there. We'll be right back. Yeah, that happens. He doesn't. He's not too far behind you guys, and sure. yeah. He, he just basically was running in, like, a straight line and eventually found you guys. I go back down when he comes there, and I sort of do a, a bit of, do a once-over to make sure that he doesn't need any significant patch-ups. No, no, he's in pretty good shape, uh, and you do find the rest of uh, your your gear, uh, your stuff, and uh, Barnabas's gear as well. All right. I take it, I guess. Sure. And then I fly back up to give Barnabas Gunsby moral support. He can do it. So you guys climb up. It takes you a little bit to make it, uh, and it is extremely tiring after, like, a dead sprint, and now you just, like, free climbed up the face of a wall, and, you know, it wasn't easy going. Your, like, arms are burning, and your legs are, like, cramping up, Barnabas, as you crest over the top. You're not as young as you used to be. Oh, yes. The old burn of adventure. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, Talia, you crest over the top as well? I do. And uh, you find this is a very wide plateau that actually um, kind of angles downwards um, at like uh, at a slope. You guys are at the upper end of the angle, um, and uh, it's not a very very big angle, but it's enough so that you can kind of see across it um, from your vantage point. You would think if you were standing in the middle of it, you wouldn't actually be that aware of it. You see a village. Uh, in the center of this like large grassy clearing on top of this plateau, uh, this like rocky plateau. And um, uh, all of the homes are made out of like natural wooden and like uh, like leather, like, you know, tent-like materials. Um, there's like, you know, some campfires burning. Uh, and then um, go ahead and roll notice for me, both of you. No, not very good. Tier one. 13. 
Barnabas, you realize that uh, even from this distance, you're not too far from these things. They're not like a mile away or anything. They're like, you know, 60 feet away or something like that. Um, like these, these are small houses. Everything in this, in this, uh, in this village seems gnome sized, save for one house that's kind of, uh, centrally located. You can see almost like a, a larger log cabin, uh, Zeke, you get, uh, carried in on the back of this elf into, uh, uh, you, you see what they saw before they got up there. Um, and he like, kind of like is quickly moving his way through and, uh, other, uh, you see a bunch of gnomes, like kind of looking up and seeing this, this, uh, elf carrying you and they look a little perplexed cause they don't recognize you, but they don't seem confused about this elf at all. Uh, and the elf, uh, pushes its way through, uh, uh, closing in on this large log cabin, goes up and opens the door and pushes open. You realize this door is sized for this elf to fit in. And uh, he enters a relatively large, like, uh, like, uh, basically the the seems like the layout on the inside of this cabin is there's this large ground floor with like a balcony loft above it, um, where you assume like there might be like there's like a spiral staircase leading up. You can kind of from your vantage point on the back of this elf see like that there's like you know a bed and stuff up there. Um, you and while the door was big enough for this elf to go through, and this is the larger building in this uh, in this village, uh, you it's still everything in there is pretty much gnome size for the most part. Um, and like the elf is pretty tall inside there because um, it doesn't go that much taller than the elf's head. <laughs> so like the elf can like look up into like <laughs> into like where the loft stuff is like by like peeking up like going on its tippy toes. It could look over to like what was inside the balcony. So that's how you're able to see. And uh, sitting uh, uh, sitting in front of a, a fireplace is uh, an elderly looking gnome uh, with uh, a, like a white kind of like uh, goatee and like its its hairs kind of like pointed a white like silvery point. Uh, and he, uh, he's just kind of sitting there like tending to his fire and he turns around and he's like, Oh yes. How is it? Oh, well, we have company. Hi. Hello. Uh, here, come down, come down here. here. Uh, and he like, uh, gestures with his hand and the elf like kind of kneels down and like dips its shoulder so you can climb out. Yeah. I, uh, I, I scramble my way down. Uh, yes. Uh, n- nice, nice to meet you. Um, hi, I'm Zeke. Ah, Yes. My name is Bartholo. And he reaches out his, uh, his hand. I, I, I shake it. Hi. Nice and, to meet you, Bartholo. And, and this is Grundlefog. And he gestures towards the elf. Hi, Grundlefog. <laughs> um, uh, Grund- Grundlefog uh, brought you here. What, what are you doing in our, around our, our village, in our forest? Are you lost? Um, yes. I got thrown off an airship. Oh, dear. Well, uh... It was worth it, though. It's a very good burger. Excuse me? Long story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm glad you're all right, and I'm glad, uh, I'm glad Gundelfug was able to find you and take you here. Uh, um, in probably 10 to 15 minutes, <laughs> an older gentleman and a farishta with mechanical wings are going to come looking for me. Oh. Are you, are you bringing trouble to our village? No, they're my friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Grundlefug got spooked. Yeah, Grundlefug uh, is a bit... He seems like a good guy. Well, yes, he's, he's, he only really gets along with us gnomes. Uh, he's, he's been a great uh, protector of this village. He actually uh, he patrols the outside and makes sure um, 
we're not really found by uh, by the outside world. We get to live in relative peace here, secluded. Seems like a pretty sweet deal. Yes, uh, Grundlefug's tale is a sad one, but if we're if we're going to if your friends are going to be arriving in the village, we should make sure they don't cause a scene. That seems like a good plan. Um, so here, uh, uh, Grundlefug, would you like to come with us? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and uh, and he climbs up into like he like he's like he stands up and he's like he's got like a bad hip. He's very old, uh, and uh, he like kind of like limps his way over with a cane over to Grundlefug, and Grundlefug kind of like scoops him up and puts him in that chair uh, on his back, and then uh, he's like, "All right, this way, Grundlefug." <laughs> and uh, Grundlefug opens the door, and you start heading back towards the outskirts of the village. Uh, Talia and um, uh, Barnabas, uh, as you guys are like catching your breath and you get up there and you're observing this village, realizing it's probably a gnome village. You see the shape of the elf, uh, coming out of the village outskirts towards you, uh, with, uh, an old, uh, gnome on his back and, uh, Zeke following next to him on the ground. Ah, Zeke, there you are. Oh, oh, that was a, that was one hell of a climb to get up to you, friend. Oh, hi guys. That's why I always say stretching is, very important. I'm going to need a moment. <laughs> Hello. Yes, um, Mr. Gunsby was very heroic. Oh. Like a real adventurer, really. He is a real adventurer. I know he is. It's great. He's living his own dreams. <laughs> Too tired to argue at the moment. <laughs> oh, no, don't argue. You were perfect. It was great. Well done. Very in character. <laughs> <laughs> Are you all right, Mr. Quackelin? Yeah, I'm fine. <clears throat> you were just absconded with by a feral elf. I well, no, I'm. Mm, well, yes. Feral elves aren't a thing. This is Grundlefuck. Oh, hello, and I'm Bartholo. Excellent to meet you. I'd come closer, but um, he's quite large. Nice <laughs> to meet you, Bartholo. <laughs> Uh, Grundlefug, Grundlefug, uh, these are friends. We're, we are friends with these people. And Grundlefug goes, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, like starts approaching you guys. Uh, he looks a little wary. I like, take a reflexive step back. <laughs> uh, he looks a little wary, but he's like inching his way towards you. And he goes, yes, uh, Grundlefug is a little, uh, skittish when it comes to the larger folk. Um, I have my suspicions as to why, but, uh, let me invite you into the village. Uh, this is, uh, this is Baildru. Uh, it's our, our lovely little village here, secluded away from the rest of the world. We get to live in peace. Um, but but uh, you're more than welcome to uh, to here. Come in, come into my home. I'll uh, I'll I'll get you some food, some drink. We can at least send you on your way uh, uh, with uh, with a little bit of uh, food in your stomach. Uh, we we want to be good hosts. Um, uh, just so you know, young lady, uh, those contraptions on your back, they're going to draw some eyes. Um, more so than just to uh, non-gnomes coming through town. Uh, we, we prefer things here to be organic, uh, made of the land. I tried to tell her she could do it with cedar. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so you'd like me to take them off? Is that what you're asking? No, I just was hoping you could apologize if uh, the citizens of the village for lack of a better word gawk. Oh, oh I don't mind about that. People look at me all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's uh, let's, uh, let's go into uh, go into my hearth and we can, we can 
discuss how it is you came to find our village. Yes, of course, let's. And we do. Off we go. Cool. Uh, Grundlefeld and Bartholo lead you uh, back to the uh, uh, wood cabin. And uh, when they get, when you guys all get inside, uh, Bartholo's like, here, have a seat, have a seat. And he gestures towards seats that are very small um, for everyone except for Zeke. Uh, and uh, you have a lovely home. <laughs> thank you. And uh, he he goes back to the fire where he's actually he's like making some stew. And he uh, he like grabs some prongs and grabs the uh, the pot out of the fire and pull uh, you know carries it over to the large like stone table off to the side and sets it on there. And he's like, you can help yourself. But uh, um, he's like, Grundlefug, you're going to have to ration just a little bit for our guests. He's like, and he's like, these are our guests. Grundlefug. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Grundlefug goes, and there's, like, uh, basically uh, a large uh, ground-level couch that Grundlefug goes and sits on, and he, like, rummages in the pillows and pulls out, um, like, what looks like an ornate uh, box with, like, it's made out of wood and has, like, some silver, like, filigree on it. And uh, he opens it up and is, like, looking at it, and he's, like, it's very small in his hands, and he's, like, hunched over it, like, looking at it. I'll fill up my bowl and go sit next to Grundlefug. Well, Grundlefug's, uh, Grundlefug's like couch bed thing is off in the corner, a little bit away from uh, the table. Nah, he's still going. Okay, to sit just next making to sure. Yeah, so you go and sit down on the ground next to Grundlefug. Um, I'll take a very small portion, mm-hmm. and then I will join Bartholo. Okay, uh, so you sit at the table. What are you doing, Barnabas? I will also grab a reasonable portion and. Join uh, Miss Nazari at the table with Bartholo. Cool. Uh, you guys, uh, the three of you are sitting at uh, the table, and uh, off to the side is Grundlefug and Zeke. Um, and uh, uh, Bartholo takes like a spoonful of soup and goes, mm, too salty still. Well, wh- what is your story, friends? How did you end up uh, stumbling into our village? We've, uh, we haven't had a visitor in, oh, I want to say about 40 years. Well, you see... It all started when we were chosen as participants in the great Atroposian circuit, a race around the continent. I can't say I'm familiar with that one. <laughs> well, being out here, it's, I can't say that's surprising. Well, part of our adventure ended up with us being on a great airship in which one of the other con- competing teams were a part of. We were attacked by pirates, and then... After we thought we made new friends, they drugged us and threw us off the ship. Luckily, they were kind enough to give us a parachute in our gear, and I woke up in a tree and with a very angry Grundlefug. Uh, Bartholo takes a sip of his soup, um, bites down like on a carrot as you're talking, and is like chewing on it, and he swallows, and he goes, it's a, it's a race, a friendly competition, yet they threw you out of an airship? You said that you had just made friends, but then they put your life in danger? It's very strange out there. I wouldn't say it was a friendly race. We we had worked together to fend off the pirates, but they had other plans. Why why race at all? What is it that you are gaining for your people? (laughs) Oh, well, for some, it leads to great sums of money. But I don't care about that. For me, it's all about the adventure, going and seeing the world, and, and earning glory. Bartholo like raises his eyebrows and like kind of shrugs. He goes, 
Right, I suppose, you know, seeing the world, that's a decent up. You can see the world without people trying to kill you. <laughs> you don't you Oh, don't yes, need... but that makes it all the more exciting. It's exciting to almost be killed. You and I have very differing, different worldviews, sir. <laughs> yes, well, that's understandable. Um, so, you're not affiliated with the bandits that have taken up root in our forest, then? No. I'm sorry, bandits? <laughs> yes, um... We were uh, a little worried, uh, but it doesn't seem like they've found us. They've been cutting down a lot of trees um, to make their camp. Uh, they're about two miles uh, to the north. Um, they, they've cut down a lot of trees. They uh, so far haven't run into Grundlefug, so they haven't had a chance to do anything. But we did, Grundlefug and I occasionally patrol together, and I got a good look at them. They did not seem like a happy sort. Uh, Large flying contraptions and um, a very raucous group. Um, but uh, they all seem to be wearing relatively similar clothing, not like what the three of you are wearing. So I thought, I thought uh, when I saw your friend here, and he gestures towards Zeke, uh, that, that we were okay. There's also not too many gnomes uh, in, their, uh, in this group of bandits. Uh, every once in a while, outsiders uh, poke around our forest, but they never really find their way through. A lot of that is due to Grundlefug. Uh, see, the... the the outside world thinks this area of Davosia is a, is a haunted forest. And, uh, and I have to admit, Grundlefug helps uh, keep that uh, stereotype alive so that uh, we can live uh, without uh, anyone usually wandering in. That's why it's so rare to see, uh, well, tall folk. Which, by the way, you guys are like sitting on like kid stools, basically. Yes. Like your knees are like up by your shoulders and like you're hunched over the table. <laughs> Honestly, we wouldn't have found you had Grundlefug not picked up Ezekiel and uh, brought him here. Yes, well, Grundlefug uh, probably thought Ezekiel was uh, one of ours lost um, and in danger from you uh, and felt the need to rescue. Grundlefug is a, a s simple minded creature. Uh, he understands more than most think, but. He's been horribly scarred by his experiences, from what I can tell. You may have noticed uh, his tongue has been removed. Oh, that's dreadful. Yes, I, I found him uh, many years ago. Actually, actually, he's lived longer than any elf I've ever known. I've known him for quite some time. Um, but I found him in the middle of the forest. It seemed like he had, uh, he had escaped. He was uh, covered in blood and raving mad um his tongue also uh, bleeding profusely uh i if you ask me i think he may have bitten it off himself I, I don't know what it was that he experienced but whatever it was it was truly traumatizing and it shattered him and um he's come a long way and he like kind of looks over at garnelfog with like you know like a w warm expression and uh and garnelfog just like stays fixated looking at his little box that he's got. And he goes, yes, he's, he uh, immediately took to uh, defending the people of this village uh, after we nursed him back to health. And uh, he's been with us ever since. It's been over a hundred years. That's, that's too long for an elf. Yes, he hasn't aged a day since the first day I met him. I, I must say I was much younger and more spry <laughs> when I met him. Um, uh, yes, I, I don't know what happened to him. And he's a bit of a mystery, but... I can tell he's got a good heart, and, and he's making best with what his life has turned into now. 
not not to seem rude or that we don't have the gratitude, but as my friend mentioned, we are in fact racing. <laughs> Do you could you point us in the direction of Dan by any chance? Oh, uh, Dan is to the the northeast. Um, not uh, the quickest of journeys. Um, you're you're near the outskirts of the Dalvosian forest uh, right now. Um, mm. Going on foot, I'd say be about uh, a little less than a week's walk, four days' walk, five days' walk. Uh, the forest can be a little uh, harsh, and there are those bandits roaming around to the north. Of course. Um, do you know how many there are? Uh, the bandits? Yes. Uh, a couple dozen at most, maybe maybe less. Uh, I didn't get a good count. I was mostly just making sure they weren't uh, encroaching on our land. Uh, otherwise, I'd have to set Grundlefog to spooking them away. But... Honestly, they looked like they had, uh, they were made of harder stuff than some of the adventurers who find their way around here. And I was a little afraid that they might press on and uh, eventually find us. I take this, the, the well-being of my village very seriously. Of course. Now, you said they had flying machines in the bandit camp, correct? Yes, uh, small, small crafts. Um, maybe enough to fit one person, perhaps two on. They, they were very crude crafts, uh, metal and uh, uh, fabricated things, um, uh, canvas wings, propellers on the front, uh, basically like a, 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 a platform one would lay on and fly. Though there is one uh, vessel there um, that I haven't seen them use. Uh, it's, it's another crude craft, uh, much like a metal tube with a large circular window in the front. Um, it, uh, and, and, uh, it's got, a, a a a canvas bag full of air above it, uh, to lift it up and a very large engine on the back. Uh, honestly, it looks like with an engine that large, the thing should fall apart as it, uh, as it flies. I don't know how it stays together. Perhaps you could point us in the direction of this bandit camp. Now, I feel that several dozen may be too many for us to take on head-on. But we could slow down their operation, and it would help us in the race. I'd actually imagine, Mr. Gunsby, that um, 12 of those men have been dealt with already. Um, Ah, yes, that's true. I suppose 12 more would be... Be what uh, we were looking at. I think we may take it upon ourselves to thin their ranks a little bit, uh, if possible. If you'd be amenable to uh, anything that would drive them away from our land is is fine with me. Uh, I I'm not a great supporter of killing or violence, but like I said before, my priority is to look after my own here. We. Uh, my people are not fighters, and it's very important that, uh, at least to me, that they uh, continue to live in a, in a world without you know, death and violence and uh, untimely deaths. It's, it's, uh, they're, they're rather sheltered, and they enjoy their lives that way. I can understand that completely. This soup is fantastic, by the way. <laughs> Perhaps we can assist you with this problem in exchange for your... Wonderful hospitality. Oh, yeah, yes. I mean, you're free to do what you like. Uh, 
I don't have much assistance I can lend you, um, and also, uh, not to be incredibly rude, um, but if, uh, once you leave the village, you not only refrain from returning, but also not tell anyone of its existence. We don't have anything for people to gain uh, by, by coming here. We have just enough food and, and resources to sustain our own lives. There's, there's nothing for the outside world here. Um, we would prefer to live in peace, separated. That is completely understandable. I will not mention this in my book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's in Grendelthug's box? Uh, well, you're sitting next to him, so you can kind of look. Um, he's uh, sitting there. It's actually a music box, um, and he's uh, sitting there holding it, like, in the palm of one of his hands and kind of cupping it with the second, and uh, it's it's broken. It's got, like, uh, it's got a wooden carved uh, male and female elf dancing, um, and uh, they're, like, on, like, a little stand that's, like, snapped and broken, and it's not spinning or making any music or anything like that. Um, and he's just kind of sitting there looking at it, and, like, every once in a while he, like, spring, like, <laughs> springs the, the, like, flicks the spring so that the, like, the two, like, kind of, like, shake, but they don't spin or make any noise. Um, hey, Grundlefug. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talia might be able to fix that for you. Mm-hmm. He looks at the thing and looks at Talia and he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I mean, like metal, right? But mm-hmm. I bet, I bet if you asked her, well, if you wanted me to ask her for you, I could make sure she didn't use any like weird industrial stuff. He kind of looks at it, looks at you. It looks at uh, Talia's wings, looks at you again, and is like, <laughs> and like nods, and uh, like very gingerly hands you the music box. I take it very carefully. <laughs> and yeah. as you stand up and approach uh, Talia, he like clutters behind you. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, Talia, you turn around, you see Zeke standing there and, like, looming over him, looking at you, like, with wide eyes, like, expectantly is Grundlefug. Also, uh, go ahead and roll uh, Cunning for me really quick, uh, uh, Talia. Eleven. Uh, so you, you're looking at Grundlefug and you realize he's, like, looking at it with wide eyes and everything. And also his, his eyes are, like, zipping all around you. Uh, like he's taking in your ears, he's taking in your hair, he's taking in your height in comparison to like, uh, uh, Barnabas. He's like, he, he, like he looked at Barnabas with fear and he looks at you with confusion. Okay. (laughs) Um, Talia, Grunelfuck wanted me to ask you if you could fix this and I hold out the box, but you have to use only natural stuff. <laughs> Including the tools to fix it? Or can I... I look over my shoulder at Grundlefog like, is, is that cool? Like, what, what's your feeling on that one, big guy? <laughs> he looks like a little confused. He's like, uh, Grundlefog, um, I've, I've attempted to fix that myself. I was uh, unable to. I don't know if, if Grundlefog really 
discerns the difference between uh, organic and industrial in the same way that uh, uh, we do as gnomes. Uh, if if you can fix that music box, young lady, it's the only thing Grundlefug had on him when I found him. Oh, well, I can certainly try. It's just a music box. Well, I, I was unable to fix it myself. The, the inner workings are, in fact, um, inorganic and... Um, I, I attempted a few times. I, I couldn't quite get it to work. Uh, the chimes themselves are, are metal, and uh, any wooden pieces I tried to put inside there would snap uh, before uh, I could get it. All right. Well, you know, just don't pump it full of aether. <laughs> I shall do my best. <laughs> What's aether? <laughs> um, so I open up the back and look at it and... Fix it? Yeah, you're going to have to roll science. All right. Oh, shit. It's a seven. A seven? Yeah. Okay. Can uh, I try again? I mean, yeah, you open it up and you spread it out on the table. And as you do, Grundlefug, like, starts like... <clears throat> I put my, my arm on his arm. I'm just like, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> and Bartho was like, yeah, yes, uh, these are friends. Uh, let, let her work. Let's see if she can uh, is, fix your uh, music box for you, Grundlefuck. And he's like... Rrr, rrr, rrr. One. Okay. Yeah, so it takes you a lot longer uh, to the point where, like, Grundlefuck starts, like, pacing, like... Uh, hey, Grundlefuck, you want to arm wrestle? Mm-hmm. Are you sure that's wise, young man? Yeah, it'll be fine. And uh, I, I put my arm out. <laughs> and Grunnelfug, like, looks at Bartholo, and Bartholo's like, oh, these outsiders are strange to me, Grunnelfug, but uh, we can assume that they know what they're asking for. Uh, go ahead. And, Bar- and Grunnelfug, like, comes up and, like, puts out, like, a pinky to, like, you know, that you can grab with your arm. Uh, I'm like, no, give me your hand. <laughs> And he reaches out his hand. And, and I take his hand and I get real big. <laughs> uh, so the ground, uh, the earthen ground at um, Zeke's feet glows. And uh, this like light uh, green energy starts like moving its way up his legs, uh, like illuminating his body from the inside. And uh, as it begins to like, Seem to, seems to be like fading into him. Uh, his legs start to get bigger, and like as the light moves up, like it moves across his chest, down his arm, and as it does, his arm begins to get bigger and bulkier. And then, in like a matter of like a second or two, he uh, actually grows in size to match Grundlefug's uh, size. He's about like eight, nine feet tall, something along those lines. Uh, and uh, what was once his like pinky-sized hand, like, pressed against uh, Grundlefug's palm uh, is now, like, a full-sized hand matching Grundlefug's, almost. Grundlefug is really large for an elf, though, so he's still a bit bigger than uh, than Zeke gets. But, yeah, Zeke uh, is now towering inside this home the same size as Grundlefug, almost. Holy cripes! <laughs> what? <laughs> <sighs> it's a thing some gnomes can do. Oh... My lord. <laughs> uh, it's all right. It's fine. This is normal. We'll just... How do you react, uh, Barnabas? Uh, well, that's new. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. You have, uh, you have the, the power to channel uh, the energy of nature into your body and giving you uh, 
greater physical form. Uh, yes, yes, I've known a few gnomes in my time who could do that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Grunt looks like... <laughs> 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 and he grips onto your hand real tight. Uh, and I guess, yeah, you arm wrestle Grundlefug. <laughs> um, Talia, you can attempt another science roll. <laughs> I got a 24. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you, uh, so you and Grundlefug, uh, clasp and, uh, you start pushing on each other and, uh, <laughs> uh, he's starting to push you one way and you guys kind of like secure your footing. I mean, you're like kind of like hunched under like the overhanging, uh, like off to the side of the room and you're like pushing at each other, pushing and pushing. Uh, he starts pushing you, uh, down. He pushes you down a little more. And then you finally like, you like your arm glows a little bit and like you grip, you tighten your grip and you start pushing him back. And he's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, you actually beat uh Grundlefug. You push him off to the side. He's like, and like as soon as you like smack his hand down to the other side, he like lets go and like shakes his wrist. He's like <laughs> looking at you with like with excitement. <laughs> and then I hold up my hand for a high five. <laughs> he raises his hand, confused, and then whoosh. <laughs> he's like <laughs> It's gonna catch on. <laughs> uh Talia, what'd you get on your twenty-three? All right. Uh, as they're finishing their arm wrestling, almost breaking some of the furniture, uh, you uh, he's he gets the high five. He's like, and then there's a like little like, ding 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 ding, and uh, Grundlefug like his face goes from like excited to like just shocked, and he slowly turns his head at uh, uh, at Talia, and the music's just ding 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 ding. ding. Ah, there we are. The cogs were all out of line. I got it. I fixed it. It's yours. And he's just sitting there shocked. And, like, he, like, sits down and doesn't, like, seem to know what he what to do. I pick it up very slowly, walk over to him. Does he react? He just sits there staring at it as the two little... Uh, Two little carved uh, elves are spinning in a circular dance. And I reach out and grab his hand. And he lets you do it. And I put it palm up. Yeah, and his hand is like as big as your head. <laughs> I place the music box close and I close it in his hand. As soon as it closes, he's like... <laughs> and then I open it back up. Ding, 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 ding. And he's like, <laughs> and he uh, he grabs it and he like looks at it for a second, and uh, you see giant tears welling up in his eyes and starting to roll down his face. Oh, <laughs> I don't do that. And uh, oh. and he uh, he sets it down on like a little stool next to him, and he looks at you, and then he lunges at you. <laughs> And he grabs you up in a giant bear hug. Oh, no. And stands up, like, almost, like, scraping his head on, like, uh, (laughs) on the uh, under, or uh, on the uh, loft as he does. He stands, he, like, steps into the middle of the room so he can stand fully up. You're now lifted up nearby where the the loft is. And he spins you around, your legs, like, swinging out. Uh, Barnabas uh, has to duck to not get hit in the head. He's like, and he, like, jumps up and down. He sets you, like, he sets you down and then rushes over to it and then opens it back up and is just like, 
like starting to hum along with it, like. <laughs> and uh, and you look over and you see Bartholo is crying, uh, like to you, and he's like, "That was very nice of you, young lady. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad the three of you came through. Uh, I was just unable to fix that myself. Um, I'm not." The craftiest of sorts, and really, we don't have a lot of inventors here, so it's never really been something that we've been able to fix up, honestly. I was, I think you've made a great change in, in this poor fellow's life. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad, actually, that's fantastic, I'm happy to help, and it, don't feel bad, it was quite complex, very delicate, it's no, no, I don't feel that at all. I feel elated. I'm incredibly happy for my friend here. He does seem very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he goes, oh, um, yes, but you three are in a hurry. I can, I can see you off. Uh, we, have, we have some rope ladders you can use to ease your climb down. Uh, and, and you could be on your way if, if, uh, if you need to win your race. I'm afraid that we have to try. Uh, all right, well, uh, l- let me show you to the outskirts. Uh, Grendelfug, uh, are you going to be all right here, uh, on your own? <laughs> and he, like, looks up, and, uh, he just smiles, like, he actually like smiles like a big beaming smile. And for a second, like he doesn't look feral. He just looks like any other elf, like just smiling. And he's like, yeah. And Bartholo just like looks stunned and like turns and walks out of of the hut. Like just like walks out and Grundlefug goes back to like singing along with his, uh, with his music box. I have to go pick up some my automaton. Um, so I shall meet you all at the other side of the um, as you climb down. Uh, you say that as you're walking out. Yes. Yeah, you walk out and like Grundlefug or, uh, and Bartholo is like wiping his eyes and his like face is super red and he's like, yeah, yes, yes, uh, that's 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 all right. Yes, uh, we, we can. Uh, if we can set you up here with a rope ladder so you can find your... Uh, oh, I can... Your your mechanical wings actually function as wings then. Yes. Ah, that's excellent. Um, well, how the world has lovely. changed. <laughs> it was lovely to meet you. Uh, yeah. Thank you for your hospitality. No, thank you, young lady. And I give him a little kiss on the forehead. And uh, he, like, squeezes your hand. Uh and then I fly away. <laughs> no one sees me crying. <laughs> I get little again so I can leave without busting this place. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, northward then. Yes, this way. Uh, and uh, he leads you guys. And, you know, uh, some people are, like watching and whispering. Uh, and they actually, a lot of people are like staring up in the sky as you go flying through. Uh, Talia, they're like, what? <laughs> You guys go to the north side of the uh, village. Bartholo uh, lets down a rope ladder for you and he goes, Now, uh, be safe. Um, you four, it was, it was uh, Zeke and uh, Barnabas Gunsby and, uh, and, your friend, and your friend's Talia, yes? Yep, that's her. Uh, I will not forget the three of you. Uh, in fact, 
In my younger years, I occasionally ventured away from the village, partially for supplies and partially to observe the outside world and see if it was something we had any interest in. And I'd objectively come back and, and tell the village what I found. Um, and we as a whole would decide to continue with our simple life of solitude. Uh, but the three of you, you've inspired me to perhaps set out again and, and see what the world has to offer. Uh, and perhaps you know, it's not all bad out there. Some of it's pretty good. Yes, there are many sights to see. Yes. Well, perhaps I'll go on an adventure of my own, Grendelfug and I. If you find, like, a really good cheeseburger, I highly recommend it. I'll ask every chef I know if, uh, if they have cheeseburgers. They'll know what you're talking about. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck during your race. I hope no one else tries to kill you. That seems unlikely, but your sentiment is appreciated. A strange world. <laughs> I'll have to go see it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you guys climb down. Uh, Bartholo uh, watches you go and then pulls up the ladder. Uh, and he's like, that way. <laughs> and he points. Um, at this point, Talia and Gerald Got it. come around. Holy, what is that? <laughs> oh, this is Gerald. Gerald? I thought... Wait. It's, he's made out of metal. Is he a person? Um, no. Is that a, is that a weighted question? <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's not a person. He's a, he's a robot. Oh. He's a he's a he's he's called a fuse box. Oh, yes. Technology has advanced quite a lot since I was last outside. Uh, last thing I saw that was similar to that was. You know, exposed clockworks and very, very rudimentary. This, this, it's impressive. But we've already proven how impressive you are, young lady. Thank you again. Uh, yeah, I won't take up any more of your time. Uh, perhaps uh, uh, as you're on your adventures, we'll cross paths again. Uh, I think Grundlefog and I will set out soon. Uh, he seems a little full of, uh, full of gusto. Perhaps he'll want to see the world as well. Well, I wish you all the luck. Thank you so much. Same to you. Uh, farewell. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and, uh, he, you know, disappears, uh, over the crest of the plateau. Uh, and uh, you guys start heading, uh, northeastward. Um, or northward. I think we're heading to the bandit. Yeah, we're gonna, like, we didn't really talk about this as a group plan, but we're gonna go take those bandits airship, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. okay uh you guys travel for a bit uh everyone just go ahead and roll uh sneaking for me uh it's dexterity because honestly you guys are approaching a bandit camp and you're not idiots you're not just like walking around talking loudly (laughs) you're attempting to be quiet 15 tier 2 what'd you get talia um i got uh 14 and Gerald got a 22. <laughs> what? Uh, I got a 10. Okay. Good for Gerald. Yeah, uh, you guys uh, are sneaking along. Gerald's kind of holding up the rear. Um, and uh, you uh, eventually start hearing uh, noises 
um, off in the distance, and eventually you get visual to a camp. Uh, you're a little bit elevated above it, uh, like on a hill, um, and uh, it's uh, it, they have like chopped a bunch of the trees in that area around. They've made their own clearing, basically. Um, uh, you can tell they've kind of like burned the ground actually to make it so like you know they don't have to deal with anything growing. Um, and they've set up like a wooden uh, f- uh, like uh, wall around it with like spiky tops using the trees that they've cut down. Um, from your vantage point, you do see like a couple tents, one bigger than the others, and um, uh, get a glimpse of a couple of those uh, types of little like one man or two man uh, uh, aircrafts. Um, and then you see a larger uh, vessel that matches the uh, uh, description Bartholo gave you. Um, it is like he said, like it looks like almost like scrap metal put together to make a like a tube that you know, if you had to guess, was probably like 18 feet in diameter, uh, making a perfect circle. Um, and uh, it's like pretty long. Um, and at the front, it kind of like comes to like a uh, octagonal uh, cone almost. Uh, and that front like octagonal uh, cone is like also like windowed to make like, uh, you know, a viewport there. Um, above it is a slightly armored uh, but very lightweight looking uh, balloon. And then attached, affixed to the back is like a huge engine of like a vessel much larger than this one uh, that like, you know, you're not sure how it even like like stays airborne with that just not like going straight up it's very confusing the physics of this thing uh and uh uh there is a graphic on the side of the balloon that says barn swallow barn swallow yeah all right so i think we have two options we can take two of the small flyers and you and i can fly ezekiel and um mr gunsby and um <laughs> Gerald can ride passenger. Um, so it sounds like we have one option. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is uh, these these crafts are um, uh, short range, uh, so you you're not you don't think you have enough fuel to really make it back to day and with those. Well, uh, but could we make it to out of the forest? All of Dalvozia is a forest. Oh, that's right. Uh, so we could probably, if the short range craft could lift Gerald. We could take it and cut probably a pretty good chunk of our trip off towards Dan, but it wouldn't get us there. No. Um, I'm just not sure what the metal tube really is. Well, I flew a city. I'm sure I can figure out a tube. (laughs) It just looks, like, wrong. I agree, probably for different reasons. Uh, Everyone go ahead and roll cunning for me really quick. What'd you get, uh, Seek? I got an eight. What'd you get, Talia? 12. And? 11. 11. For, okay, so Barnabas and Talia, um, you're looking at this tube, inspecting it. You kind of, your eye catches again on Barnswallow. You're like, Barnswallow, Barnswallow. And then you remember the dossiers that were given to you by Jollypot. Uh, uh, Hannah Solzen, Lucius Stratford, and Shorkata are a smuggling crew uh, that fly uh, what Barnabas called an elusive vessel called the Barnswallow. So, so yeah, let's do we think their ship. that they've they've landed it here, or do you think that they're coming for it? And they're probably coming for it because if we would have noticed it on the way. Oh, good point. From Fair you know point, the mountains to surely. here, probably. 
Like if they'd hopped in it right away, that engine's got to make a lot of noise. <laughs> uh, but all right. Listen, one of the other teams threw us off an airship. I think stealing their weird rocket tube is probably fair <laughs> game. <laughs> I suppose it's not cheating; it's utilizing resources. Now, obviously, they left that resource up for grabs. Wait, does that mean that they're the ones who attack the airship? Is the airship large enough? Maybe. Oh shit! Yeah, it is. Those are the bastards, the <laughs> rapscallions. <laughs> How dare they? Those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Gentleman language. Cripes. Uh, so looking at this camp, uh, as far as getting in goes, like I, like I said, you don't have a full view of the entire camp. You can just see, like, uh, I'd say, like, maybe a quarter of it from your angle. The rest is all, like, obscured by the nearest wall because um, you're not elevated enough. But, yeah, uh, you you can kind of see a gate off to, like, the left. Um, and as you guys are watching, you do see, like, two patrols kind of just, like, standing at, like, little, like, uh, watchtowers that end right behind the uh, uh, the towers. So, like, looking over the ramparts on what seems like very small platforms that they can stand on and look around. All right. Um, and they're wearing attire that matches the bandits that you guys were fighting. Oh, rascals. Um, well, I have... How many, how many um, ships are there? Not the two... Discluding the tube... Uh, it's hard for you guys to tell because you can't see that much. You do see like two, I think. You can see two. All right. You see some tents and you see like half of one that someone's like working on and then like one that's kind of like just sitting there. I have five flares. We could light them on fire. Well, can oh. you get a clear shot from the guards? No, the ships. Oh, Ezekiel. That, yeah. <laughs> well, you had a look in your eye. I did not. <laughs> Slanderous. L- lady, Lady Nazari. Virtue, but you it's had a right. look in your eye. <laughs> um, well, Mr. Gunsby, I noticed that your gun can hold very large bullets. Is there any chance that it could, like, shoot one of those flares? <laughs> uh, that break Barnabas kind of. Barnabas kind of looks at you like expecting you to start laughing at any second and then you don't <laughs> <laughs> then he realizes that it's a serious question N- n- no lady nazari no uh, it, all right. it cannot i assumed your flares came with a flare gun oh shit yeah all right just kidding oh look they actually come with a gun part to it <laughs> Could you oh. <laughs> Or I, but I do it quietly. Um, <laughs> do you think you could shoot that from a distance and hit them and light them on fire so we don't have to worry about the pursuit? Jim? From this range with a flare gun? No. Closer up? Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I say that. <laughs> I mean, I see better than both of you combined. <laughs> We also, if we shoot a flare in this thick canopy, it's going to set the forest ablaze, and we don't want that. I just it's thought, I wanted to keep us safe. Uh, from, from this distance, Zeke, uh, you, uh, you'd be suffering a, like a penalty or two for shooting at this range, just because it's not a very accurate, law, like, mm-hmm. big gun. 
Um, but like you had, you'd have a, a decent chance of it maybe. Uh, well, not, I wouldn't say a decent chance of it. You'd have a chance of it. <laughs> I suppose we'll just sneak in and hope for the best. Well, we could try and see a little bit more of this camp before we just bust in. Quite. Well, if we got higher up in the spot we currently are, would we be able to see the rest of the camp? Yeah, I mean, if you got up to, like, tree canopy level, you could definitely see, like, 90, 95% of this camp. It's not a very large camp. It's just at your current altitude, the walls are a bit tall. All right. Um... I suppose we shall go up. Go up then. Would you mind if I lifted you? That's fine. Okay. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. So you grab onto uh, onto Zeke and uh, lift yourself up with your wings, uh, getting up towards the top of like the treetops. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can now see a decent amount of the camp. Um, go ahead and roll dexterity for me, really quick. Um, at a minus one, Talia. Um, 13. 13? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you do that. Um, and, uh, you know, you're not like fly, like flashing your wings at the camp or anything. You're like staying behind a tree mostly. And then you guys kind of like peek around a tree from your elevated, uh, uh, angle. And yeah, you can see the camp. Uh, there's, uh, six more of those kinds of, uh, little two man aircrafts. Um, and, uh, both of you just go ahead and roll notice for me. What'd you get, Talia? Uh, 12. And Zeke? Um, Talia is currently holding my head with a bunch <laughs> of branches. I rolled a one. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, uh, you both get pulled up there. Talia, you're trying to like maintain altitude, but your, your wings are kind of like having some trouble. Um, and, uh, yeah, you kind of peek off to like, uh, you peek around the, uh, around the tree that you're behind, uh, and Zeke's like face is in a bush, like or in like a, a leafy part of the tree and you don't even notice um, but you look around, Talia, and you see the six uh, two-man vessels. You see some people walking around. You see, like, you know, four or five tents. Um, you see the, like, that there's basically four guards posted on the walls. Uh, and um, in a cage, uh, kind of separated from the tents and the other, like, equipment and stuff, just kind of off to the side, kind of nearby what you imagine to be porta potties and stuff. Uh, there's a cage, and inside there you see none other than Hannah Solzin, Lucius Stratford, and Shorkata. Uh, Team Adams uh, seems to be uh, shackled uh, underneath this, uh, or inside this cage. When we assumed that these were bandits affiliated with Team Adams, apparently, I say as word sending, I was wrong. <laughs> Um, Apparently they've been captured by these bandits and are currently caged and shackled. Very exciting. Excellent. One less competing team and a free airship. What? Well, sort of. But um, there's enough guards that I bet we could form like a temporary truce with Team Adams. Free them. We all get on their airship. And then if they try and pull something, I get real big and clock them in the jaw. I mean, yes. <laughs> we could avoid that risk altogether. You want, you want to leave them with the bandits to whatever fate happens? Uh, yes. Barnabas, they could what? be killed. 
well, maybe they should not be smuggling. It's not exactly a glamorous high society life that's safe. How many total guards have we seen at this camp now? Uh, there were four posted on little platforms, basically on like what would be the corners of <laughs> this circle. Um, uh, and uh, then there's like a couple people working on uh, on like the different a couple of the different vessels. Um, and that's all you see. You've seen four people. So four people in watchtowers and then a handful just working on yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Four people in watchtowers, and I'd say, like, another, like, four people wandering around the camp, like, occasionally exiting a tent, coming back in. Not necessarily guards, but presumably armed. Yeah. I, I think you should ask yourself what Mr. Jollypot would say. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go save the thugs, because it's the right thing to do. It's not winning this race. Well, it's also sort of the pragmatic thing to do. I'm more, I mean, you're very good at shooting and you're pretty good at sorting. Um, but there's more than twice as many dudes down there as us. All right. I'm sure they'll be more than willing to form a temporary alliance. As ridiculous as this sounds, let's go save them. All right. Um, so I think I'll try to sneak down there and see how close the cage is to the side of, of the fence. Um, well, from where you looked, uh, you could see like where like the porta potties were and where uh, the cage is. And it's not that far from the fence. It's like a good, I don't know, 12 feet away from the, the edge of the fence. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, Actually, that kind of area where, like, uh, the, like, restrooms are and where the cage is uh, would be about equidistance between two of the, uh, uh, the, the guards. So it's perfect line of sight or obscured? Uh, it, well, it wouldn't be, you wouldn't be walking directly at one of the, like, guard posts. Mm. Is, it a, is it like a chain link fence? What kind of fence is it? No, that? it's made out of the trees that they cut down. It's like a oh. big wooden fence. That's why you couldn't see through it. Oh, right. Okay, that makes more sense. Let's try to sneak them out if because they could just as easily use the ensuing ruckus to leave us behind and then we'll end up in a cage. I don't think they'll do that. I was quite friendly to them. <laughs> but Yes, they were nice. They're still criminals. They're still smugglers. They're still going to be looking out for number one. Number one being them in this case. Well, remember, the dossier says that if they're here, it's probably because Adams is blackmailing them. That's true. true. I forgot about that. Well done. <laughs> I read some of the dossiers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, I suppose. Would you, would you, I'm sorry. How would you like to go about it? You're much more tactical than I am, but I'm fairly confident I could sneak there and pick the locks. What we need to do is make sure that... The people in the tower can't see anything going on by the cage. Got to get you in there. Pick the locks. Possibly get them back out. Is there another? Is there another entrance uh, going into the camp? Basically, the the front the gate of the camp would be opposite of where um, they're being held. Basically, like the gate is at the front. They're at the back, and like the direct back side of the camp uh, is like porta porta. 
potties and uh, the, the two guards on either side, but they're kind of separated from each other and aren't really looking like much that direction. Okay. So like if you guys are quick enough, you think you might like be able to time it when like the guards aren't looking down that clearing and like, you know, that's a relatively blind spot. You might be able to like rush up and push yourself against the wall and then they wouldn't be able to see you even if they did look that way. Um, is, is there any way that I could see some of the people preferably working far away from the cage and be within 50 feet of them? Yeah. Especially okay. if you like climbed up into a tree, you could definitely get line of sight to that. Okay. Well, um, if you can sneak to the cage, Talia, I can make a distraction. And if you can make sure to pick me up, I can provide overwatch. Everyone gets there. Well, you'll take Gerald with you, and then maybe you'll be protected a bit. Who? Zeke. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Gerald can come with me. I'm okay with that. Me and Gerald have formed a bond. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to listen to him. Boop. <laughs> um, all right. I suppose I shall run up. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so uh, let's let's make sure I have the the straight and narrow on this plan. Um, uh, Talia is circling around to uh, be like running directly towards the spot in the wall that's basically equidistance between the two guard towers that are nearby the uh, uh, the captives. And she's hoping to scale the wall, and she'll land basically right around where the bathrooms are and they are. Uh, And then she's going to sneak up and unlock them and stuff, and then hopefully make it to the barn swallow and make an escape. Um, While she's doing that, uh, Zeke, you're going to set up in a tree somewhere so you can get line of sight to the other side of the camp? Yes. So that you can, like, do something to distract. And Barnabas, where where are you going? I'm going to – I'm actually going to go with Talia – uh, because of the walls there, I'm not going to be able to see everything. And I'm nimble enough; I could probably I can keep up with her sure. and be sneaky. Your one your one big problem will be scaling the wall. Uh, that'll be your Wait. the harder part. I do have a grappling hook. Then do you no longer it's no longer that hard of a part. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So Talia, you and Barnabas sneak around uh, to that end of the camp. Uh, Zeke, you like. Gerald like reaches down and like picks you up in his hand and like lifts you up to like a tree branch so you can climb in. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then like he like kneels down behind a bush, like just like crouching and holding his like knees together, like whoop. <laughs> Good job, Gerald. Just stay sneaky. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, those of you running into the camp, or are you waiting for a signal from Zeke? Because he can see them. He can see us trying to go over the wall, right? Yeah, yes, that yeah. was the point. Yeah, yeah. So I think we just go, assuming that. Yeah, I kind of figured the distraction was more important while they were trying to unlock the cage as sure. opposed to them getting to the wall. Okay, sounds good. Uh, okay, so Talia and Barnabas, you guys are watching as the two guards are kind of just like sitting there. They're not like these guys aren't professionals, right? They're like bandits. Like one of them is like, you know, smoking and another one actually like, you know, takes a leak off of his stand. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you have like, uh, you think you have a moment where they're both like, you know, 
not going to look in the general center direction that you're going to be running down. And uh, you have to basically make it uh, maybe like 17 feet from the, the clearing of the forest to the wall uh, without being seen. Um, it's half my speed. So uh, I need you guys to roll sneaking for me. What'd you get, Barnabas? <laughs> 15. 18. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, Talia, you, you know, turn off your, your wings because they do make some noise as they're on. And, uh, and you uh, start darting towards it. Barnabas, you're right behind her. You guys uh, zip up. Um, uh, there's uh, the one guard uh, finishes taking a leak. He, he uh, you know, buttons up his fly. And uh, he, he turns and, like, shouts something to the other guard across from him. Uh, and um, He's like, how much longer till our watch is over? And the other guard looks over towards him uh, right as you guys are pressing up against the wall and they don't seem to notice you. And he's like, oh, another like 20, 25 minutes. I don't know. They'll let us know. And he goes, oh, feels like it's been all day. <laughs> and then they're like, eh, suck it up. And then they go back to watching. All right. Um, I suppose it's you first, Mr. Gunsby. Leg up. <laughs> I I pull my grappling hook, toss it gently, so it doesn't while they're while they're yelling, so it doesn't sure make any sound. Uh, roll accuracy for me. Eighteen. Kink. And find a nice little foothold between the uh, the logs that have made uh, this fence. I quietly climb up. I give him a leg up. You give him a leg up. He starts climbing. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's he's reaching the top. He's about to go over. All right. I will go over with my wings. Uh, yes. All right. Uh, all right. You kick on your wings and you go whoosh, whoosh, and you very, very gracefully uh, jump up, spread your wings and slide down, uh, landing behind the porta potties. Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, you don't roll anything. I just roll, roll to see if I hear. Uh, you, you know. <laughs> And uh, somebody notices it's Team Adams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, uh, uh, like, Lucius, uh, like, goes, Hannah, Hannah, and, like, smacks Hannah, and Hannah, like, it's like, what? <gasps> what? <laughs> and, like, sees you, like, land, and, uh, and uh, she, like, grabs Lucius's head and, like, turns his head away from yours, and he's like, what's up? And he's like, be cool, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Like you've been here before, <laughs> and uh, and like Lucius is just like sitting there, like stock still, trying to look at you through the corner of his eye. And uh, Hannah is like, let's like kind of leans, like stands up, like as if she's stretching her legs, and like walks over and like leans against uh, uh, Shorkata and like whispers something in his ear, and he like kind of perks slightly. Um, and then uh, she like goes and sits down next to Lucius again, uh, with her back to you. And uh, what do you guys do? Uh, Barnabas, you're at the top, but I assume you, you know, re reaffix your hook and w climb down. Yes. And uh, surprisingly, uh, the two guards don't seem to notice you. Uh, where's the door to the cage? I, about 12 feet away from you? I don't know. Just like where's it facing? Is there oh, any... towards the camp. So like away from you guys. Right. Great. Okay. Um... And there's about like six porta potties, and it's not, it doesn't smell great. Yes. <laughs> this is a growing experience for me. 
never experienced a porter potty before. <laughs> you you mean you've never been to a music festival? No, not now. This isn't even the worst. Not now, Mr. Gunsby. <laughs> there I... was this one music festival I went to. <laughs> I walk away. <laughs> She does so. Um, uh, I need you to roll another sneaking test for me, Talia, as you close in on this uh, uh, cage. Um, and um, Zeke, you yeah. see them like clear the wall and Talia start to approach the cage. Yeah. Uh, 14. Okay. Yeah, as I see them start to sneak towards the front of the cage, presumably to start picking a lock, um, I pick out one of the people working on uh, something. <laughs> Preferably as far away as possible sure. from the cage such that everyone in the camp will look at them when I let out a sharp whistle and call forth a swarm of birds to peck him mercilessly. <laughs> uh, it turns out Josephine is not the only person who can control avian beings. What'd you get? I got a nine. Yeah, uh, so... <laughs> Uh, it's actually a guy who like has he's like cleaned his hands uh, after working on his little like propeller platform plane thing, and he's walking over to one of the guards at the front uh, nearby the actual gate uh, to like relieve him. And he's like, "Hey, you can come down, you know, rest your legs for a bit." And then there's like a, <laughs> and uh, and then someone's like, "Oh, look at that owl! Oh, there's two of them! What the?" <laughs> as, a, as a swarm of owls comes uh, out of the forest over uh, where Zeke is and flies uh, across the clearing and uh, uh, just bear down on this guy um, and uh, start pecking at him. Uh, uh, he's uh, getting pecked. Uh, he's like, ah, oh, God. Ah! And he's like running around like these these owls are just like attacking and clawing at him. And like the two guards are like, oh, shit. And like they like drop down from their watchtower and go running. And the two guards that are nearby, you guys like hear shouting and everything. They're like, what the hell? And they drop down and go running that way. And it seems like everyone in the camp, uh, you see like a total of uh, of like uh, 10 guys like running up to that front to like try to like. You know, they're like shooting guns a, a little bit and like swinging swords and axes trying to like get these birds away. Um, and uh, one guy, Zeke, you see uh, steps out of the larger tent. Uh, he's a farishta and he's got like a like a triangular like pendant on his uh, on his necklace. Um, he's wearing like green and uh, brown leathers and uh, he like looks confused. He's like, what's all this? Hey. And uh, he like walks up and he pulls out like a, a like a broadsword basically and starts like trying to like hack at these uh, owls. Um, but more owls keep coming. More owls keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> Where one falls, two shall replace it. <laughs> uh, Talia, what you get on your sneaking? Um, a fourteen. Yeah, no one notices you. Uh, <laughs> uh, the guys who jump down from their watchtowers go running by, like, not too far from you, but they just don't see you. They're too busy, like, sprinting towards the swarm of birds that are attacking their friend. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, as that happens, like, Hannah finally, like, stands up and walks over to you, and she's like, she's like, what the hell? Where do you learn how to do, where did you do that? Is uh, that what? <laughs> <laughs> I've never, well, I've seen it once, but they can't be here, can they? I, I I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, get us out of here. We can we can take the barn swallow. That's the plan. Good. Lots of pecks. 
Yeah, he's <laughs> continuously being pecked. He's like, ah, ah. he's now like very bloodied as like he's being clawed and pecked to death by um, a swarm If it of looks birds. like he's going to get murdered, uh-huh. I will pick someone else. <laughs> <laughs> further <laughs> further away from the cage than him. Yeah, yeah. You, you uh, at one point they finally like they like one guy shoots a gun and the birds separate and the guy like falls to the ground and people rush to like aid him and then like one person who's like standing a little back who like just shot the gun the swarm goes and swarms around him. Uh, I get to dodge this right. Yeah. That is a twelve. I rolled a 10, so you hit. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, six initial damage. Yeah, he gets hit and starts getting pecked. He's like, oh! Ah! <laughs> and they're like, God damn it, what the hell? And they're uh, they're like firing guns now. They're like trying to do what they can. Uh, someone's like lit a torch and is swinging them at the birds. And, uh, uh, Such a farce. Sh- Shorkata is actually like, uh, you see Talia Shorkata's like, <laughs> 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 he doesn't go like <laughs> <coughs> I can't do a shortcata laugh. Come on. Uh shortcata is like <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> um and uh <clears throat> yeah, you pop the lock off, uh Talia. Alright. Chop chop. <laughs> uh yeah, to the barn swallow. Uh, uh is ho it... Oh oh, oh but, but Mr. Gunsby is here. Of course Mr. Gunsby is here. Uh where's uh your other teammate? Did you already lose him? No, he's um over he's there. summoning owls. Uh, um okay, so not in the camp. Let's get to the barn swallow. Yes. <clears throat> and uh uh they go running, uh uh Lucius, uh Shorkata, Hannah leading the way, and then Hannah like stops for a second and like looks and like Lucius stops and she's like, hey, go 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 get it prepped, I'll be right back. And she goes darting down towards the tents. Uh and Shorkata follows her. Um, and uh, Lucius, uh, like, waits for you you two to follow him. He's like, hey, get aboard, get aboard. We can get the engine purring. All right. And it won't be but a minute. Let's go. Where, where are they going? I don't know. <laughs> but they're not going to let me fly this thing. <laughs> All right. In we go. Uh, yeah, and Lucius uh, jumps up. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there's uh, basically, like, a large metal door, like almost like a door to a submarine, mm-hmm. uh, that you like, you know, spin a little uh, wheel to get it to unlock and then open up, and it's like, and uh, a little ladder pops down for everyone to like climb into. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, it's basically a 18 foot like diameter circle that you're in. Um, like the back half of the tube, uh, like there's like uh, some curtains and uh, they're like pushed to the side and you see like there's like some hammocks there. Uh, and then behind that, there's actually like a door. Um, and uh, to the front, you see like, you know, some storage stuff. Uh, there's a bunch of crates and beyond the crates, there's uh, there's like the seats nearby the controls. Uh, these like, you know, torn up like, you know, uh, like fluff poking out of them, like very well-worn seats, uh, looking through the octagonal window in the front. Um, and, uh, uh, Lucius runs up there really quick and like switches a couple things and like, uh, reaches under and like, uh, messes with something specific. And then like, uh, like a couple lights blip on and he's like, all right, I'll be in the engine room. And he goes darting past you guys, uh, and goes through that little doorway beyond the like hammocks, Mm -hmm. uh, like, popping it open and like, like sliding underneath like some machinery and, uh, starts, uh, messing with that. Uh, what do you two do? Barnabas and Talia. Stay. Do you have a perch anywhere on here? I could, uh, provide some cover fire for our allies from, um, 
uh, yeah, just a moment. I got to get this thing going. It takes a second to, to warm up. And uh, it seems like if you ask me, we're going to have to make a quick escape here. I'm just going to pour some of this in here. Does that... <laughs> and uh, uh, you hear that, Zeke, and uh, the people fighting the owls also hear that. <laughs> yeah, let me know if I have to move them to not murder a dude. Uh, yeah, uh, they they uh, they do uh, jump off of the guy who you were attacking and jump onto another guy. Um, if they're all looking at the uh, the the airship now, yeah, um, I'm gonna pick the main guy. The the guy who stepped out of the big tent yeah. with the broadsword. Yeah. Uh, he sees it going and goes, what the hell is this? And he has his, uh, he's like turned away from the birds for a second, like bloody broadsword in his hand. What'd you get? I got a five. Uh, and your birds uh, go flying at him and he like, uh, like hears them coming and like ducks and rolls and they go flying up into the air. Uh, and he's like, he's like, forget the birds, get the airship. And uh, he goes, and then uh, there's a cracking shot. Uh, from within the tents, and you see Hannah Solzin, uh, like, uh, with her, like, really nice pistol now, uh, taking a couple shots. She takes out uh, two guys, and uh, and he's like, God damn it, who let them get out? He's like, go, go, go! And uh, everyone starts running their way, and Shorkata is carrying this giant, like, crate, like, on his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, like, uh, he, he runs and, like, throws the crate into the barn swallow, and Solzin, uh, like... Uh, like <laughs> Talia, this giant crate goes kaboom, into the like center of the barn swallow, barely missing you and Barnabas. Huh? Um, and Chorkata like he comes in, he's like, excuse me. <laughs> uh, and he like kind of pushes you off to the side and like gets at the front and uh, uh, like grabs the controls. Um, and uh, Hannah jumps, uh, uh, jumps up into the, like the doorway, uh, takes a couple more shots and then, uh, uh, runs up to the front. Um, uh, give it all she's got, uh, Lucius. And uh, she sits at the seat, and um, uh, you see people, Zeke, scrambling. Some of them scrambling to shoot at them. Uh, others scrambling to uh, uh, get at their, like, little, like, vessels. Um, and uh, as the ship, like, kicks up with, like, an insane amount of, like, uh, speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lucius is like pumping in the helium now, <laughs> uh, and uh, the uh, airship starts elevating very quickly. And one person grabs on to the uh, uh, grabs onto the doorway of the airship, uh, which is still open, and starts to climb in. One of the bandits does. Is he within fifty feet of me? <laughs> no, he's too far away now, Zeke. <laughs> yeah, well, I blast him. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Uh, roll that accuracy. How many How many hands is he holding on with? Uh, I mean, really just one at the like moment that you're shooting at him. He's like, the door's like kind of swinging open. So his left hand can't really hold on to anything. He's just kind of reaching in and grabbing onto like a, a, like a conduit, uh, that is, um, nearby the door with one hand and he's like pulling himself in. I'm going to shoot his hand. So he lets, so he falls to 10 or yeah, 10. (laughs) Yay. Um, and I'm going to do it with my pistol, too. Just draw it real quick. And, uh, yeah, he uh, his hand uh, gets blasted. Uh, there's, a, like, a, a spark of blood as you, like, shoot his thumb off. And uh, he's like, ah! And, like, falls. Uh, it's already, like, lifted up, like, 15, 20 feet. Uh, and the guy, like, falls down to the ground. Um, so how, how far away is Zeke and um, Gerald? Uh, they're on the other side of the camp, so, like, maybe, like, 120 feet. All right. 
Are we heading just straight up? Uh, straight up, but they're starting to turn. Okay. Right? Uh, it seems like they're making uh, pretty intense maneuvers. You realize, like, this thing is so lightweight and ramshackle that, like, this engine and, like, the, like, a couple turning engines on the side make it, like, like handle, handle super, like, intensely. Like, it's super touchy. Like, she barely moves her controls and the thing does, like, a 180. Right. Uh, it's almost like suicide piloting this thing. <laughs> I think they're just over there where the birds came from initially. Who? What? Um, uh, Zeke. Who? Oh, God, where is he? Over there. I can just pop down and pop up if you just get over top him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she, uh, she like, taps the controls and pushes off to the side. The, the thing spins, like, 180 on a, on a dime, and then, boom, goes flying that way. Holy uh, like with insane like acceleration and speed, uh, and uh, uh, she's like, "Someone close that hatch, damn it!" <laughs> I'm going to have to pop out anyway. Uh, and uh, yeah, it uh, it like swoops over to where Zeke is. Right. Um, stop, 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 stop. It like immediately like stops. Uh, Barnabas roll dexterity. Barnabas and Talia. Well, you have your wings, so it doesn't matter. I'm about to fly out. Yeah. Uh, Barnabas roll dexterity for me. Twelve. Okay, you still stumble and, like, smack into something, uh, knocking over, like, a crate as you do. Apologies. Uh, Talia, you jump out? I... How high up is the airship? Uh, right now, it's, uh, like, 50 feet up. How heavy is Gerald? Very heavy. heavy. Uh, but, so, Talia, you go jumping out. Yes. And, uh, uh, Lucius, um, yells, uh, deploying winch! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as you're flying down, you see like this, uh, like this, like magnetic winch fall down, uh, like down to the bottom and like smack into the ground. Uh, All right. So I I land mm -hmm. um, and stick the winch onto Gerald. We <laughs> okay. And then I, um, on my way back up, do I see? Do I see? Hi. Okay. Um, is it all right if I pick you up? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I go up. I appreciate you getting affirmative consent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, uh, you fly up, and uh, uh, there's now gunfire, like, peppering the side of the ship. Um, but we're inside, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Go! <laughs> oh, do we have... What about the big robot man thing? He's on your winch. Oh, retract the wrench, Lucius! <laughs> Retracting wrench! <laughs> <laughs> Who's flying this thing? Uh, Hannah and Shorkata are both at the controls. Do you want help flying? <laughs> as uh, as the, the winch starts pulling up, uh, you you say that, Hannah looks at Shorkata and goes, you're going to have to pull the big man in. And Shorkata uh, looks at you and goes... Don't fuck up my configuration. <laughs> well, that's fine. And uh, he uh, brushes past you and uh, climbs out onto the outside of the ship. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, you can jump in the co-pilot seat with Hannah. Yeah, I can get in there. All right. Uh, roll uh, uh, dexterity for me. Can I do so heroically? Yes. <laughs> and that's an 18 on heroics. Okay. So plus two on... Yep. Dexterity. Yep. It's a 17 on dexterity. Uh, so yeah, you uh, hop confidently in the uh, in the pa in the co-pilot seat, and uh, you touch the controls. And as soon as you do, like like you barely touched them, and the nose like dips down. And she's like, "Watch it!" 
It's made of metal, but I think I love it. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Talia, you see Shorkata just, like, like climbing out, free climbing outside on top of this thing. Uh, and she, and uh, Hannah turns to you and goes, all right, punch it. And uh, you guys punch it. And um, Both hands on the wheel. <laughs> uh, there's gunfire uh, peppering this thing. Uh, there's actually, it's not like just peppering. It's like piercing holes in this thing. There's like no armor on this thing. Right. Um, and uh, you guys. Number turning fire. Uh, yeah, sure. Roll an accuracy for me. So 13. So uh, you uh, like lean out the door as Strokata's climbing out. Uh, you take a shot. You soundly hit someone in the shoulder and he like spins around and falls, uh, falls to the ground, like clutching it. Um, and, uh, right as you take that shot, you're like getting ready to line up another shot. And then <laughs> the, uh, the engine kicks into full burn and, uh, and you guys go flying, uh, d- uh, like, like down the, uh, like through the trees, up over the trees. Um, and, uh, of like a few seconds later, uh, like, Shorkata uh, ends up back in the door holding like the rope of the winch and he's like uh, he like puts his feet on either side of the door and starts pulling the rope uh, lifting Gerald up uh, his like muscles tensing like he's very carefully pulling it and like Talia if you take a peek out there you see like uh, the speed that you're moving Gerald is like horizontal <laughs> Jesus um, and like Shorkat is pulling against that that like that drag uh, pulling uh, uh, he'd be fine if you just left him uh, too late uh, uh, also it decreases drag more speed uh, uh, almost got him uh, <laughs> and uh, eventually Gerald's within reach, so he like reaches up like a big metal uh, hand, and Shorkata grabs it and pulls him in, and then slams the door shut. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. "It was exciting, wasn't it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Very exciting." <laughs> uh, and you guys go, uh, just leaving the bandits in the dust. Um, you think they maybe started their propellers on their thing, but Hannah's like, they're not catching up. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she like sits back and is like, oh, God. thanks for uh, getting our back there, guys. What happened? Oh, um, they were after some of our possessions. <laughs> All right. And uh, they thought they could, instead of just killing us, ransom us to Adam's. And make more money. Uh, I didn't quite catch it, but I think I heard them saying that they were hired by Tank. Oh. Yeah, that fucker from uh, Team Fiddleworth. Mm-hmm. Big guy, tattoos. The bounty hunter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, apparently these guys, uh, these guys were doing a job for him. Take a couple of us out, if I were to guess. And Lucius comes out of the uh, uh, the engine room, like covered, like head to toe in grease, and he's like wipes it out of his eyes and like splats it onto the ground. And he's like, "Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, this 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 whole Atroposian circus the circus thing is ridiculous." <sighs> Wait, what the hell? Hannah! She's like, what? She goes, look at our bird! And, like, points at, like, the holes from the bullet holes. And she's like, well, what did you expect, Lucius? And, she go- and like, Lucius immediately stop- uh, like drops down and starts, like, patching up the holes. <laughs> I help him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you can roll science. Well, you got to roll science to see how well you do it. I don't help him. Okay. You sit down. But this is a, you know, 
you've made your wings and you've seen, but you don't really know exactly. He's like at one point, like, here, just put this engineer patch over there. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, thanks for the rescue, I guess. Um, I assume you guys are heading to Dayan. Yes. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, uh, making a pit stop before we go there, but we can drop you guys off there and then go take care of some business. Cool. I think that'd be fair. All right. And Shorkata comes up to you, Zeke, and he's like, my seat. Um, no. <laughs> listen, <laughs> there, listen, he's there looking like a nice enough guy, but... The last Atroposian team we met drugged us and threw us off an airship. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to fly us to Dayon and then it's all yours. <laughs> he like grits his teeth and uh, Hannah looks at, uh, <laughs> looks at him, looks at you and goes, <laughs> you got some <laughs> balls on you. Yeah, sure. Uh, Shorkata, take five. <laughs> and he's like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes like lumbering back and like sits on his bed <laughs> and like like nurses the like burns on his hand from pulling that like cable <laughs> like, like bandages up his hands and uh hannah's like i like you <laughs> to zeke this is a nice ship thanks made it myself that's impressive uh, and as you guys, uh, are approaching, it's actually, like I said, you're flying super fast and, uh, from your altitude, you can actually see the ivory towers of Dayan, uh, in the, on the horizon. Uh, and, uh, that's where we'll end today's session. Oh yeah. <laughs> Got some birds on some food. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by Cracked Monocle Gaming. Tefra, the steampunk RPG, is a trademark of Cracked Monocle Gaming. All rights reserved. Go to www.crackedmonocle.com for more information.